No, Google, shut up. Grogu. <laughs> no, Google. Grugle. Grogle. Grogle. Grongle. 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 Grungles. Grungles is actually a race from um, My Little Pony. <laughs> anyway. Tonight, on Rogue Padron, at least our boys are together. It's really hard to write funny witty overviews for this book. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Toblerone's past. Where is Ito? And the captain is so far away. I miss him. Hazrim I miss Namir. him so much. Chapter 12, Hazrim Namir. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's page 12, not chapter 12. Page 12, page 12. <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Listeners, welcome to season 18, mission six, episode 148 of Rogue Padron. It's been a while, but we are continuing with Shadow Sans Shadowfall. And we are starting with part two, which starts at chapters thir- chapter 13, and we'll be talking through chapter 15. But before that, a quick reminder of your host hosts not just hosts um because (laughs) you know it's it's been a little while and maybe you're used to all of my accents instead but if seth not gonna lie i kind of kind of missed him when you said tonight on rogue Potter, which i know you don't say tonight on the podrelorian but it's still (laughs) i say yeehaw the (laughs) podrelorian yeah (laughs) which is a great time it's a good time if Sav Rogue Seven was in the looking over your shoulder with a mad girlfriend meme, the <laughs> new girl <laughs> would be a cute screen name, and the jealous one is a weirdly sexual screen name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have this new girl, Sav. <laughs> I didn't like seeing the word womb every time you tweeted. <laughs> Look, I did change it. I did change it to um. It was. It and I love it. that. I love that you were like, I, I, "Why has nobody commented on my new Twitter screen name?" I'm like, "Saf, the last one." <laughs> set I the mean, bar so it? astronomically powerfully, powerfully erotic, Saf, something like that. <laughs> um, what was the story behind that? Um, it had something to do with one of my flatmates was quoting something potentially from D and D. 
or something like that and I was like it was a powerfully erotic something else and I was like that is incredibly funny now I'm gonna say powerfully erotic staff as my screen name <laughs> and you say you never go to horny jail yeah come on <laughs> no no I'm just calling out anyone who looks at my twitter and goes to horny jail which nobody should be doing that for the record <laughs> Yikes. Next, Nobody next, should be. Let's move along. Yikes. Ash Rognine's new girl would be Dungeons and Dragons, and her jealous old girlfriend would be Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six New Girl would be whatever topic is the latest episode of Encyclopedia. And the jealous girlfriend is the previous episode of Encyclopedia. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, the website has been the new episode for far too long. So I'm sorry, Mike, but it's time for a new episode. Encyclopedia coming back 2021. It's happening. <laughs> Heath Rogue 3, who does not join us on the sad episodes um, because having him watch Podrilorian and seeing the dad lose the baby is sad enough for him. <laughs> that was enough for him. <laughs> His new girl would be the jeans guy in The Mandalorian and the jealous girlfriend oh. Zuvio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm Meg, rogue leader. And my new girl is Baltimore. And my jealous girlfriend is New York City. Yeah, bye-bye, no bye, jealous girlfriend. No regrets because... I love Baltimore and I was there for like three days and I'm so excited to move. Um, and in general, Rogue Pod, our new girl, our new bae is Boba Fett and our old girlfriend's Ahsoka. So- <laughs> <laughs> and even then Ahsoka was only like two fifths of our girlfriend. So it was, yeah, but now it's just all Boba. <laughs> it's all, all Boba all the time. All the time, that's right. Hey, how many uh, how many days till Baltimore? What's the countdown? Uh, um, <laughs> both too many days and not enough days. Mm. Um, because I have less than a month to get everything packed and sorted and like go pick up my stuff from work in which i have to get a covid test in order to pick up my stuff from work um get those I nostrils like ready have to ship it to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so god um and like i still have work for the next i still have 12 12 work days um over the next three weeks uh, so a lot of things are going to be happening over Christmas. <laughs> I truly well, thank- wish I could come over and help you out with that. I, I do too. I really thank goodness do. it's a slow yeah, time in too. Star Wars and we won't have much podcasting to do for the next month. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad there's not like a new movie coming out that would ruin yeah. my life. Yeah. So- <laughs> I mean, I was kind of being sarcastic because the rest of Mandalorian is happening, but you're right. At least there's not a movie too. That would be a lot. So speaking of our new Star Wars boyfriend, Boba Fett, um, I have a question for you about Star Wars. Ooh, I'm so excited. Um, so we like Boba Fett now? We like, <laughs> like Boba Fett now. We talked, we talked about this on Podrilorian, but I'm still very much in a state of shock about the fact that I want more Boba Fett stories. So you know how I said like in Podrilorian that um, my ex, Ethan, um, 
his like Ferris Rose character was Boba Fett. And when I made that tweet today with the Boba Fett is my new best friend, um, he replied to me being like, yeah, see, Boba Fett is the best Star Wars character. I was like, no, no, he's only good in this new episode. He was like, shit, they made him good. Now I have to find a new favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I was getting like real mad at everybody today who was like, see all you previous Boba Fett haters, like, you know, you're fake, you're fake Boba Fett fr- fans now. Boba like, Fett was sure. always cool. No, he was no, not. No, he was, wasn't. He Boba was Fett sucked until <laughs> chapter 14 of The Mandalorian. This isn't like my- a matter of opinion. These are the facts. This is fact. <laughs> and I guess my other question would be, what is a Star Wars character that you hate that the Mandalorian could bring in and potentially make cool. My answer is Mon Mothma. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars character, I hate. That's a good Mon question. I, mm. The problem is a lot of the characters that I hate are like theoretically dead, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, I mean, Maul was theoretically it, dead for years. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that it would be Savage Opress. <laughs> I would be so happy if he turned up. Oh my god, I fucking hate Savage Opress. I love him so much. Fucking spider legs. Okay, but if they cast him as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you'd have no choice, right? I'd have to stand. I'd have to stand. Who do I hate? This, this motherfucking bro. This bro jock doesn't understand just bloodthirsty and Maul's like will you settle down he's like I have never settled down (laughs) once in my life my name is Savage (laughs) (laughs) cursed (laughs) absolutely cursed I'm trying to think of someone I hate I mean Thrawn (laughs) I don't hate him necessarily I'm just like exhausted by him and so, and like, if, if I heard rumors like Thrawn's gonna be the show, I'd be like, oh, more Thrawn. But if, but then I would, you know, as with Boba, I'd be like, oh, the show made me care about him. Fascinating. But who, who would play Thrawn that you would care? Carly I just want to be Pierce Brosnan because of <laughs> <laughs> <the> fucking mural. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan is Thrawn. <laughs> Did you say Carly Rae Jepsen or did my brain? They sure did. They sure did. I did say that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the one one person who could play Thrawn to make Danny care about him. I feel like Lars Mikkelsen is the only one that I'd want to see play Thrawn because he looks like Thrawn in the voice, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I saw someone say Lee Pace, which I would also be down with. I'm like scanning my wall for Star Wars characters I hate, which isn't working because the only things I put on my wall are things I like. <laughs> you just have a big public enemy number one. Ghost I mean, I would. You know, I would. The Ghost of Exar Kun, maybe. Oh God, yeah. No, I that's would it. love if they brought the Ghost of <laughs> That's it. Like I would yeah. say Corrin Horn, but no matter what they did, they would not be able to make me love him. Like there's nothing they could do. I want the ghost of Exocoon 100%. Gotta be yeah, the ghost but of you know that monkey's paw. He's going to come in and spew some transphobic shit. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking Exocoon, so. But if it's the character who says it and then the character gets, like, excised because then the Mando's like, yeehaw, none of that, partner. And then <laughs> kills kills Exocoon and then uh, looks at Cara Dune and he's just like a cab and then like murders her and then, <laughs> you know 
yeah and then ahsoka's just mm-hmm. recast uh she comes back as a force ghost but with someone who isn't transphobic yeah boom problem solved baby there we go we fixed mandalorian hire meg lucasfilm thank you Ixakun, for this gift <laughs> This Christmas, we're thankful for the ghost of Exar <laughs> Oh no! Oh, oh no! I have somehow made like Ash's video, video the only video that's big, and I don't know how to change it, but it's great. Can you change it? I don't what, know how. This, what is the yeah, problem? Works for the li- for the I listeners also- at home. My video is currently a Jolteon plush and a Grogu toy. <laughs> That's what's on my camera right now. It's great. It's very good. It's very good. Oh no, I made this even worse. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> did I do a good job for my first Star Wars question? It was great. That was a good Star Wars question. You did very I think good. We should also use that as the glistener question this week. Honestly, That's yeah. I would love question. to know yeah. the answer to yeah. that. Me too. Okay, so we have that sorted out. Look at wow. Wow. So we are amazing. The <laughs> this is going a little too well, Ash. I don't know. We might, we might have it's to okay. reconsider. It's okay. I'm up next. Okay. Balance it out. Bring us down, Seth. <laughs> All right. Speaking of bringing things down, let's go to oh, part no. two of Shadowfall over the abyss. Ugh, they're already down. Just like freaking named it over the abyss. Like we get it, Alexander. It's gonna be sad. We're already it's sad. Be bad. <laughs> it's a bad time. <laughs> ah, chapter thirteen: Shadows at dusk. While the ties clear out from, uh, if nobody remembers, the last place we were was everyone was bad. The Lodestar had just been destroyed. Um, Will and Neth are on Troyth, uh, hiding out now. Everyone's trying to hide out. Um, Quell is on a freighter bound for the Black Hole, um, along with Adan and Edo. And Chess is in her B-Wing with no power, uh, floating also towards the Black Hole. <laughs> in other words, everything is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Black holes are good. I love Black Holes. They're very cool. While the tides clear out, Will sticks with Neth. He listens to the yeah, frantic communications. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the frantic does. communications coming through the military comm channel. Will asks what a woman over the comm needs. I think she's a space poor person. I don't know. And she asks for a point of contact. Meteor leader? Gone. Alphabet leader? Gone. Everyone's gone. <laughs> Will listens to distress calls and decides to head to Thanner House, where the largest group of ties are headed. Neth um, obviously follows. Yes. I just, I just want to interject to say that the reasoning that Will gives for staying by Nath's side is because he's concerned about T5. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Jan. I feel like it's a bit of both, you know? There's definitely concern for T5. He loves T5, for sure. He does love T5. But also... You you just mentioned T five. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neth obviously follows him to Thanner House. Will distracts the ties from their attack on Thanner House, where they're trying to blow the dam to flood everyone. The ties give chase as he dives for shelter. He thinks about what Quell would have told him to do to win here, but he's too tired and he's falling back on habits learned, riding the Sir Avkas instead of trying to think of strategy. 
Nath, thankfully, finally arrives and tells Will to keep flying fancy and he'll pick off the ties while they follow him. The ties leave, I guess, and it's as close to a victory as they'll get. Will's A-Wing is really fucked up and, like, hovering at a lean, um, but he still wants to find the next target to help out because he's Will. Nath tells him that the global comm rigs are down, so they're not going to get any long-range signals, and he has to talk <laughs> Will down because the poor kid is panicking. Okay, but, sorry, I have all of these highlights. Yeah, no, 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 it's good. It definitely interjects uh, with those things. That's why I didn't Nath, write as much as I could have. Well, Nath, specifically, in which he's talking Will down, especially about, like, the comms, is that he says, they're short range only, unless you got one impressive transmitter tucked under your chair. <laughs> That's an innuendo. Yeah. It is. <laughs> now is not the time, Ned. It's always the time. They might die. <laughs> anyway, could you make it? <laughs> Nat's idea right you now. You know is that to he's used that line before, too. This is not the first time Absolutely. he said that. Is that a long-range transmitter under your chair, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Great. I'm sorry. No, I love it. No, it's true. <laughs> Nath Tenzin has been slapped by no less than 17 women in various bars across the galaxy after using oh, that line. At least 17, so, yeah. So many. <laughs> Nath's idea right now is to find support and lay low while they make a plan. Will absolutely hates this idea, but he agrees. Chas's B-Wing is floating among debris, totally useless. She survived once again when no one else has. We get another list. Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Um, she thought about Will and Nath and Quell, all of whom were likely dead, except Quell, maybe, the only one whose death Chas might actually enjoy. The thought was a stone in her throat, but she knew the hurt wouldn't last. She'd put Will and Nath away the same way she had Fadim and Yaprixi and Quaysail, the dead of Hound Squadron, whom she rarely thought of anymore, or even Batrioc and Snivel of the Cave and Angels. Kevin. Um, Those are some names. <laughs> ah, uh, I love a list. Before the, the sentence, before she goes into the list, it says that she sits there with boneless dispassion. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yep. just... <laughs> I know some so nuns good. that can help you with that. Yeah. You want to get rid of your bones? <laughs> I have a, do I have some nuns for you? No, it sounds like she needs some bones. <laughs> After that, she has a brief moment of um, being like, you loved Snivel. What is wrong with you? Why did you forget about him? Um, because, you know, she hates herself. Um, she thinks about Jin Urso. <laughs> Know. <laughs> I feel like it's just a fact at this it point. It is just a matter of fact at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't uh, make it not. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks about Jin Urso and how she's the antithesis of her hero. Um, her ship's oxygen gauge goes off with a warning. By the way, she... anytime they bring up Jin in anything, still to this day, it's been four years. I'm still like. <laughs> Oh, it's emotional. Too soon. God, ble I'm so glad that Alex Freed wrote the Rogue One novel because I'm pretty sure that's why we get so much gin in these. Yeah. I mean, also, I think he did just love Rogue One, so you know that helps. Um. <laughs> well, and I do like how he. I mean, I almost feel like when he set out to create Chess, the character, he intentionally was like, "I'm going to create a character." What's the, the chain lynch mean? I'm going to create a character that is so the opposite of Jin Erso. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah. the same, but so the opposite. Yeah, but absolutely so, wants to be Jin 
comparison. But it's yeah. like, so it's the like same Jin, without even knowing it. It's like yeah. Jin's my favorite Star Wars character, and anytime she's met, I feel like, like she's she's never gonna get mentioned in like a movie or anything ever again, despite being very important. So whenever the books are like, yeah, Jin or so, yeah. Like, even in Inferno Squad, where, like, one of the dreamers is like, yeah, there was this kid in my partisan group, uh, Rin or something like that. Like, yes! he was a slicer. I'm like, I was like, don't, I, don't I, toy I, with my emotions like that, Star Wars. Give me generous, <laughs> Um. So, yeah, her oxygen gauge, gauge warning goes off, and she considers shooting herself instead of suffocating, <laughs> and then decides that <laughs> both options actually suck. Correct. <laughs> instead she heads outside to try and fix the damage to her oxygen tanks she carefully makes her way over her ship's hull um without a tether at all so if she makes any mistakes she will drift off into nothing <sighs> when she pries off also i would like to mention that like she knows her ship very well she's actually very smart and incredibly talented and very disciplined she's just also chaos like and such a mess but she knows her ship very well um she eventually gets to where the oxygen tanks are and prize off the whole plate and she can't find any damage to the oxygen tanks and she's like god damn it it was a sensor error wasn't it um good thing the you wires... didn't shoot yourself yep <laughs> good mm. thing <laughs> oh no mm. Um, and then the wires spark and she pushes herself away from the danger. She instantly realizes her mistake, but it's too late because she's pushed herself off her hull into space and now she's drifting away from her bearing. Oh. Her velocity set. Oh no. She tries to throw her multi-tool, but that barely slows her. And she is like, well, if only I had the blaster I was just holding, I could have shot that and that would have worked. Um, but no, that's not going to work. She finds herself crying as she drifts away because she didn't want to go out like this. Like, utterly pointless, totally useless way of dying. She's so she picky. She wants to die, but not like this. She wants to die, but not like that. Like, you can't have I your cake and eat it too, to Right. She thinks she wants to die and every time it comes to it, she's like, oh, no, actually. Mm, uh, actually, living's all right. I don't think. Yeah, this, maybe this you don't want to die yeah, maybe <laughs> no die. that can't be it yes. <laughs> um she finds herself crying as she drifts away no i already said that i just want to remind everyone she's crying for oh, hours she hates it so much <laughs> for hours quell has been trying to navigate the damaged freighter through the debris field with only a single maneuvering thruster she can't actually go anywhere and the ship is bound for the black hole but she'll probably make a mistake and be smashed against an asteroid before she gets sucked in so that's fine Great. At least I didn't <laughs> shoot myself. <laughs> she thinks about Soren Keys because she knows it was him flying that tie that shot her down. Well, shot her down. Shot her on a course to the black hole. Has he betrayed her? Has she betrayed him? It's time for a personal crisis. It's never a bad he time for a personal her. crisis, Quill. He definitely betrayed her. He betrayed her. She has a huge guilt complex unfortunately i'm sure it will resolve by the end of this book and she'll be fine yeah it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the middle book of the end of what danny <laughs> the middle book of the probably this chapter honestly well. <laughs> oh yeah guilt gone <laughs> she calls an ito who has been injecting adan with stims to keep him alert which has been resulting in frequent screams um, <laughs> yeah that whole situation <laughs> seems fine <laughs> And that's why he still has the needle. 
That's why he still has the needle. Oh, I'm so glad they resolved that plot thread. Yeah. Every so, sometimes you're you never know when you need a needle. <laughs> just just screaming and then you know super normal time. Um, she's found an energy reading from a region that they both recognize, which is an area of the debris field that Adam's captors had been charting. It could be nothing, but it could be something, and something is better than flying into a black hole. So she's going to try and land on the planetoid the signal is coming from, despite having no way to slow the ship once it's on its trajectory. So at least it'll probably be over soon. Yep. I love the optimism in this. Would you be so optimistic if your ship was flying towards a black <laughs> hole and, oh, maybe there's one other option here, but it's us. It's Imperials. <laughs> it's all bad. It's all Black hole bad. or Imperials. <laughs> you must choose. I will crash into this asteroid. <laughs> I'm going to trust that maybe physicists have no idea what they're talking about and black holes are good, actually. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, it worked out interstellar. Yeah, like in a lot of, in a lot of sci-fi, you know, black holes are used to be like transportation tunnels across the galaxy. No, make wormholes and black holes are different. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> are they though? Do we have proof? I mean, we haven't proven any wormholes in this universe as far as I know, so they could be the same. Exactly. Same. Doc Sapiens may come in here and totally t- say why I'm wrong. Yeah. And that's, you know, fair, but that's, very fair. But that's wow, Earth. two shout outs and two days, Dark Sapiens. That's Earth, that's Earth. Yeah, space, not space. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What now? You know, space. 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 Is space space the space version of space? Yeah. Space. Okay, got it. Yeah. That's very. That's very clear. Yeah. (laughs) You figured it out very quickly, so it is clear. (laughs) Did I sound sarcastic? I was being genuine. You did sound sarcastic. (laughs) Chapter 14, The Joyous Togetherness of Shared Suffering. <laughs> Alex Shadow Song. Damn it, Freed. He really just knows how to do this. I don't know how he does this. Sh- Shadow Song. This should be our Rogue Padron tagline, honestly. <laughs> Rogue like, Padron, The Joyous Togetherness of Shared Suffering. <laughs> did you know 2020 was going to work out this way? Oh, like, no. I don't... It's his fault. <laughs> it, was this your monkey paw? Was this your <laughs> curled finger? Shadow Song. <laughs> We get a good book, but it predicts how bad everything gets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You better write a fucking positive book next then. It's called Victory's Price, and I doubt it. <laughs> Rotavirus's price. <laughs> <laughs> While Soren walks through the corridors of the Radakia Plaza Communication Center, Feeling the rumble of proton bombs in the distance, he sings a Corellian trader song. It had been Tobleron's favorite song, and the instant reali- Soren realizes that he stops singing. <laughs> I'm imagining that it's like, like a sea shanty. It, it, it sounds like, like a sea shanty. shanty. Yeah, it's definitely a shanty. Um, sure, he had never liked Tobleron, but they had served together for a fucking long time, and now he's dead. So that that sucks, you know. That suck. <sighs> Rip the mustache. <laughs> Fun F in the yeah. chat for Toblerone. F in the chat for Toblerone's mustache. Yeah, just for the mustache. Yeah, yeah there's only one F in for the mustache. There's yeah. like there's like his gravestone and there's all the different flowers and then just right in front is a mustache. And then it's <laughs> F to Paris speaks right over that. Yep. It's beautiful. 
He calms himself and goes into the control chamber to join the other pilots inside. This is, for now, their operations hub. He tells Nord Kandine, the pilot who had offered blood to the messenger, and I think who had been bodied by Toblerone, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure it was him, that he wants the plaza's main transmitter operational by sunset. Nord? Nord, Nord. yeah, his name's Nord. Nord? Of course, yeah. of course, Nord is what the a, one who offers up his blood sacrifice. What a freaking Nord. <laughs> what a Nord. What a Nord move. <laughs> Fucking Nord. Nord. <laughs> he watches the holographic cityscape <laughs> as the non-shadowing ships disappear, either destroyed or gone into hiding. Shadowing now is a dominant force and has the advantage and they can lock down Troyth. He learns that three more pilots have died from the casualty report and Freed gets us painful backstories yet again. It's fine. We're fine. It's fine. Just imagine them. I'm not going to read them out. Just imagine them. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Yeah, they're Imperials, but and yet it's sad. Yeah. Soren has to force himself to focus on the task at hand, getting Shadowwing out of Cerberon. He imagines Toblerone's ghost saying that he wanted command of the unit, and now he's got it, so what's he going to do with it? Because apparently mm-hmm. Toblerone's ghost is fucking sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant Falshoy brings him food because she recognizes that food is an important part of staying sane. Um, But it doesn't really do anything to calm him down because there are other important parts of staying sane. (laughs) Name one. Sleep. um, Not being in a war zone. Not being in command of a depleted uh, squadron in a war zone. Well, there's one thing he has control over right now and it's eating food. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that's all you can do sometimes that's it all he wants to do is get into a tie and fight along with his people but now he's a commander so he can't do that shit this is what you asked for this is what you asked for bro (laughs) he sends three flights off to look for imperial escape pods and a few other flights to patrol Cerberon to stop anyone from leaving because if literally anybody lets the new republic know what's happened they are dead yeah they are literally dead um so in, in addition to the joyous togetherness of shared suffering, I think the line from this whole part that like was hashtag too real um, was Soren thinking, exhaustion could resemble fortitude in extreme circumstances. <laughs> and I was just oh. like, Meg, no. Uh- <laughs> Meg, no. <laughs> Do not take that line to heart. Soren. It's false. How'd you know? <laughs> Bad self care. How'd you know? Bad bag. Bad. <laughs> that also sounds like a lot of game companies. Um, yes. Yep. I mean, it sounds <laughs> Do like you not think capitalism. that I'm not doing weekly sprints every week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six. listeners here's a heads up that due to some power outages this from now on until the end this was a different day of recording the episode it happened to coincide with a day where we got a bunch of star wars news but we're not going to talk about that because this is rogue padron and we're never on time for anything (laughs) (laughs) also we have to we have to acknowledge that they were tumbleweed induced power outages i feel like yeah that's very yeah induced power to understand (laughs) so and then i got very excited about tumbleweed again 
Yeah, and so <laughs> we had other things to do. This is just how it's going to Including Wikipediaing all of the Tumbleweed. <laughs> there was a lot of Tumbleweed discussion. It's actually pretty incredible that we're up almost 150 episodes in, and this is the first time that we have had a multi-day episode yeah. recording. Yeah, you're totally right. I'm yeah. cursed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Ash, you've been here for more than a year. You cannot... <laughs> Ash, we are like- all cursed. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of being cursed, Saf, please lead us back into this episode. Right. Okay. Completely unrelated to anything that's happened today. I love Hayden Christensen's smile. It's a beautiful smile and I love that boy. I lo- I'd love to see his face more, you know? That would just be a thing that I would love. Big same. Too bad we won't see his face anymore, though. <laughs> 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 He's playing Vader. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh at God, least I, I will hear I his beautiful voice. Jokes. <laughs> I will hear his beautiful voice. That's all I want in life. Is more shut, shut up. Oh my God. It's just him it's in the outfit, Hayden, but it's someone Hayden else's Christensen voice. Christensen as voiced by James Earl Jones. You never, you never see his face. You never hear There's his voice. There's literally no point to have it be Hayden. My favorite thing is it's everyone's like- It's a Pedro Pascal situation. My favorite thing is everyone being like, Hayden Christensen's playing Darth Vader. What about James Earl Jones? I'm like, yo, I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing Anakin and not Vader. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> there'll probably be like flash, flashbacks and shit because, you know, it's like meant to be sad. Something, oh, give know. us some tragic Anakin Obi-Wan stuff. Oh my God. Okay, oh but what if Vader God. actually did like go to Tatooine and like chill at Obi-Wan's hut throughout the 20 <laughs> year just period? All Vader all the time. And we just don't know about it. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, we weren't going to yeah. talk about um, this. Yeah, speaking yeah, of not I was talking gonna about say, this. Um, speaking of never seeing anyone's face, I guess <laughs> this book describes a woman with a face. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Ken Ken Deaned reports. God, it's been so long since I've thought about this book. <laughs> Kandine reports uh, an encrypted imperial transmission from one of the refinery districts. It's a woman with a dark youthful face crowned by braids and gemstone studs. Her aesthetic sounds sick, which is why I just described it because she sounds really cool. Uh, he doesn't know her like code that she's repeating, but what's the risk in replying at this point, honestly? Mm. <laughs> she introduces herself as acting governor Farah Yadiz. Governor Hastmore is dead, killed by rebels. He tells her that he's not here to replace her. Um, he's just here to help. All of her formality disappears when she sincerely thanks him for coming. Shadowwing has brought them hope, finally, in these dark days. Um, Soren does not tell her that they're not actually there to save Troy. <laughs> they're not here to free slaves. <laughs> they're not here to help anyone. Um, instead, he asks for her location so they can talk. Back to the good guys, Will, Nath, and two dozen soldiers, pilots, and support crew are now hiding out in a garage slash repair shop. One of the infantry suggests that they could join a fight that they can hear nearby, but Carver, God bless, he is still alive. Carver, nobody's going anywhere. Carver. Swear to God, Freed, if you kill Carver in Twitch, I'm going to be so sad. (laughs) Nath asks why giving Carver the opportunity. Nath asks why Carver doesn't want to join the fight giving him the opportunity to explain himself and he says one this is their rendezvous point and they need to wait for people to arrive and two they have no idea what is actually going on with the nearby fight and could lose or make it worse or anything Twitch actually backs him up Carver doesn't like it (laughs) 
Well, it doesn't like it. Well, does it like it is really the subtitle of this book. It is. Will, Will does not go well with the infantry. Alphabet Squadron is really just Will doesn't like it, a Star Wars story. Mm. Will tries to like it, and then someone hurts Will. And then it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> Cover and Vital joke, and that brings back some morale. Uh, Will doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the 61st shares stories and Zab, oh, someone there, talks about losing their old troop carrier on Sullust. But as he's about to name the Thunderstrike, debate breaks out about whether or not the Lodestar really was better. Okay, but Zab, Zab is the one that Will's been flirting with for like the last. Oh, month. yeah, that's why I wrote the name down. Yeah, I knew there was a reason. It's because they've been flirting and now Will's just like disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making jokes about your ships breaking and everyone dying? It's, like, it's not funny. Will. <laughs> will they have to to survive? This is how the infantry works. Yeah. Will the 61st live? Will ends up having to leave because he's so upset and he can't bear the callous humor of the infantry. He ends up helping <laughs> Precious <T5>. child. <laughs> yeah. He ends up helping T5 uh, repair the Y-Wing when Nath finds him. He calls Will out on not liking the infantry much. Um, Will doesn't like to be reminded of the face-to-face fighting that happens. Yeah. The, the infantry's not bothered, though, and Nath gets to work helping with repairs. Okay, so important, extremely important part mm-hmm. um, in this conversation is that when Nath comes up, Will then leans against T5, um, and then T5 like is happy about it because they took it as like a sign of affection it's so cute like t5 just love and will is is one of my favorite things about alphabet squad their friendship (laughs) just brings me so much love it's so sweet like i feel like a spinoff series of will nath and t5 just like off have broing out and having adventures please Please. And like, because I don't think T5 would let anybody else besides Nath, like, help it with, like, the the wiring repairs, except they like Will, so Will can help. Will can help. <laughs> it's so, it's just so precious, especially when, like, the juxtaposition is that T5 and Nath, Nath just, like, yell at each other all the time. <laughs> but Will, everyone likes Will. <laughs> Everyone likes Will. We're reminded that half of the company is still on the fucking asteroid. That's where <laughs> Namir is. It's so funny. <laughs> they're, just, they're just there. They have no idea what's happening. They're like, why has nobody turned up yet? <laughs> to think about like Namir and Brand like on that asteroid just waiting for something to happen is so funny. <laughs> Maybe today's the day. <laughs> Right, especially because, nope. like, yeah, things would be very different on the ground if all of them were there. <laughs> right. Things would not be going so bad if the captain was there. It's so funny. <laughs> at least, like, at like least this. I'm like, okay, no harm can come to him because he's on the asteroid far away from all of this. It's like the story of Namir's life. <laughs> Just yeah. sitting on an asteroid. <laughs> waiting for people to come help oh my god they're like did alexander freed was just like i made them too powerful so now i'm gonna have to split them up and put them somewhere (laughs) else for the story (laughs) 
Uh, Will says that it's their response. I guess the the fight. I don't know whatever's happening is their responsibility now. I did not specify that. Um, and Nath is like, is it? Is it? Are you sure? Is it that responsibility? And Will's like, yeah, it is. It is. So Nath invites Will to the infantry commander's meeting in the morning because for some reason Nath got invited to that. Carver and Twitch are there, obviously, as is a hook, a hulk, a hulk. I don't know how to say that. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> hulk. A human named Vifra, who is representing the surviving engineers, an old man called Junior, and a slender female. <laughs> no, Free, don't do this to us. Said it. Freed. <gasps> that, was, Freed that, that one was for us. Shout out to Rogue but, Bonder. That one was for yeah, us. Yeah, that was, that was just for us. But at least it was a slender female Sullustin and it not a, a human. Yeah. But also, is, he's, now, like, he's like, I'm putting this in your pod. I'm trying is to it, think of a slender Sullustin and I'm hmm. having trouble. There she was doesn't one get named. in the Rogue Squadron books. Errol? Uh, yeah, Errol. Number. Oh yeah, Errol would not let herself get into this situation. Yeah, she would not. She is far too good for this. She's off like being competent somewhere. She's she's like in charge of like a whole cruiser at this point. (laughs) No, she would not let herself. She she'd look at them and just be like, no. Mm -mm." (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. I gotta go. Um, the female Starliston is representing the local forces because she's liaising with them. Since the captain is off on the asteroid, command of the 61st force to cover. But he's not about to take control of everything when it's not his world, which is why they're doing this, like, chat. This pretty little chat. They discuss the situation, and it is capital N, capital G, not good. (laughs) (laughs) Will, um, for a while, feels like he can't say anything because... He doesn't understand any of this shit. He's not a commander. Um, but eventually he does speak up saying that they should retreat. Because as long as they're in the city, Shadowwing will raise the place to get to them, killing a bunch of civilians, which is a fair point. Carver refuses to let them split up because don't ever split the team. Um, and the Solistan suggests heading to the other side of the planet to the Scar of Troyth, where the last mining mega facility remains. Carver eventually concedes this is a good plan and they start discussing what they can use to get additional air power on Troyth, like slapping blasters onto an old airspeeder. <laughs> they are not picky. Listen, they just gotta do something. <laughs> they don't have many pilots with them either, but they're not picky. Well, and like, you know, this whole thing is just Nath has ideas, but keeps forcing other people to make it seem like they're having ideas (laughs) then he's he's really good at that like he's not responsible for any of this (laughs) really nath should be the one leading this group and yet some he just like very dexterously just maneuvered such that will was the one who suddenly everyone's looking to for leadership yeah like he really doesn't want control of anything it's like the the leadership missile was headed straight towards Nath, and Nath just like took one step casually to the side and, and hit Will, who was standing behind him. Right. Okay, People we're gonna just, pause so Nath can yell about Halo. No, no, it's not Halo. It's Mass Effect. I'm so sorry. He's just <laughs> so like... sorry. My my space girlfriend was in this. Wait, Mass Effect. Oh God, I'm yeah, muting myself. Yeah, Liara. Now. I just saw. Liara. I'm so sorry. I just saw my space girlfriend. Got very excited about my space girlfriend. Um, I'm not gay. I'm not gay for blue girls. It's fine. 
We all know you are. Why do you have to lie? It's right. You're true. <laughs> we knew that in season one. Like, I, I, I love. That's what's called a consistent plot thread. Yeah. <laughs> this is consistent character writing. I'm like Dave fucking Filoni. Um, <laughs> Loop it back to Star Wars. <laughs> well done. We're Star Wars podcast, baby. <laughs> Cover asks if Nath can lead a unit if they put one together and he says hell nah but Will can Will's like, later mm. that day Will's like well I yeah. can't argue with you in front of all these people I guess we're gonna argue in private yeah <laughs> <laughs> later that day Will demands that Nath explains why he volunteered him <laughs> Nath says he doesn't want command and Will doesn't take it and if Will doesn't take it like literally nobody else will Will can't entirely read Nath's full truth, but like there is definitely some truth in there because like Nath is not the kind of take command of anything guy anymore. No. The last the last people he was in command of all died. So you know. Yeah, and like that, like that makes sense. But like <laughs> Will, don't let him do this to you. Yeah, well, we can <laughs> just say no. It's fine. Like Ask him what his intentions are. <laughs> Use clear communication. Nath, let go of your secrets. Oh, that boy is too shady. Oh, no. Oh, no. But think of how hurt Will would be if he knew that Nath knew about Quell. Oh. Oh, oh that's going to be a point of tension, ain't it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's that's some good tragedy. <laughs> oh, that's some good shit. Ooh. Speaking of Quell, uh, she's back and she miraculously she awakens. <laughs> she, she does not wish she was. <laughs> she miraculously awakens and the crash freighter is somehow still alive. It's because you're a main character in a trilogy. <laughs> she is in a terrible state, but she's alive. She finds Adan unconscious and trapped under a bunk, but also still alive, and she considers leaving him. <laughs> of course, she doesn't, because she's secretly a good person. Um, but And she drags him out onto the red sand of the planetoid they've crashed on. You just this know place... that is her inner monologue for, like, every second that she's here. Every second since like, the beginning of the first book, like, honestly, I was... I could leave him. I could kill him. I could leave him right now. I could kill him right now. Nobody would face. know her. <laughs> it's literally the entire thing. Um, this place sounds fucking cool uh, the black hole crests the horizon and like bright starlight filters through the debris field the sky is totally black but it's bright enough to see the endless red sea of sand it's so cool I love this kind of shit More sand. Adan wakes up and asks about Ito she doesn't think Ito's on the freighter a lot of it came apart on descent and so he's probably with it It wow it's probably with the wreckage I don't like Adan that. demands that they find Ito right now. She says, literally not now. You're not going to survive if we try that. They need, to salvage what- <laughs> yeah. they need to salvage what they can to survive and then tend to their injuries. Ito can wait until tomorrow. It's one nope. day and it's not literally not going to change anything if they wait for one day. Ito! <laughs> <laughs> After they make camp, Adan asks about Kairos, forgetting that that was the first thing he'd asked when Quell first saved his life. 
She tells him that she's safe with the medics, unless something has happened. Oh boy. It's, it's There's fine. that. There's that classic <laughs> quell bedside manner we all know and love. Some yep. things have happened. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Nothing happened. Several things have happened. It's it's fine. Hmm. A dance says if anything has happened to Kairos, he's holding Erica responsible. <laughs> but what more can he do to her at this point? Tell me about their backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just dangling. I'm like a hamster and there's like a fishing line with cheese in front of my face. And Shadow Sun, please give us the cheese. <laughs> we just want was, that tragic cheese. I was so hopeful that like Kairos was going to be the main plot point of the third book. Yeah. And maybe, maybe Kairos still will be, but like will being on the cover, I was really, really hoping we'd get a, a Kairos reveal. I was hoping for Kairos so bad just so we could get like full art of her. Yeah. Yeah. God, I want this so bad. Also, because I want a book. I still okay. Kairos. I I know there are much bigger fish to fry, but I still think that they should extend the series to five books. That way, we can have one cover with each character. Mm. I agree with you. I also then we get more freed. Yes. More freed, more character. It's all it's all good. There's nothing wrong with this at all. Yeah. I mean, so even if they keep this like main storyline as like a trilogy Kairos right? prequel Kairos prequel right and then we'll have a Kairos prequel and then we'll have the Nathwell and T5 adventure with T5 on the cover yes. instead of Nath Nath if you don't want to take charge we'll put T5 on the cover <laughs> Nath's like okay you know you know the Monsters Inc. gag or whatever Mike and Tully yes. are on the cover of something yes. there's like a, a barcode in front of Mike's face like <laughs> and it'll be that <laughs> and, and it'd be the exact same situation where like they'd pick it up and Nath would look at it and go oh my god I'm on the cover of a book, I'm on a book <laughs> and Will's just like I'm so proud for you I'm so happy for you buddy all right glisteners you know what you have to do now yeah <laughs> so yeah Shadow-san there you go, there you go. give us the cheese give us the cheese Chess dreams of being a child again with her oh. mother in the cult benevolence. Oh no. Yeah. That is a that is a great slash terrible name for a cult. <laughs> yep, it sure is. She had felt so lonely after escaping, and she had actually deeply believed the teachings. Probably because she grew up with it. Mm-hmm. When she awakens to singing, she believes again for just a moment. She jerks up to find herself in a starship's gunwale covered in drapery and scrolls, saying she like the force is life and fellowship is creation. <laughs> that kind Not of bullshit. good. <laughs> Bad start. She follows the sound of singing slash chanting to find three people gathered around a hologram of a woman covered in fungal growth. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's really so, cool. This was the moment where from this point forward, anytime any character from this little cult was revealed, I could only picture the uh I think it's the last season of She-Ra. There's this little village where all the people are different mushrooms and oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, fungus people. And that's people. that's exactly what I was picturing for this cult. That so. is much better than what I was picturing, which is the scene in Hannibal, the TV show. Oh, no. where it's the people that this one guy buries partway in the ground, but they're they're kept alive. So then like fungus can grow on them and he can harvest mushrooms for the eating. Yeah, no, if it's a choice between She-Ra imagery or Hannibal imagery, I'm going to go She-Ra every it's time. It's so beautiful, I... though. Horrific, but beautiful. <laughs> I thought about like a circle. Another big 2020 mood. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about a, a circle of spores, Druid from D&D, which are like these really like quote unquote ugly 
uh, characters, but they're so cool and beautiful. They're so, they're just, they like control dead things. They're great. Oh, amazing. I want to, I want more mushroom people who are good. <laughs> yeah. This is what we wanted, Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> benevolence. What the fuck? This is bad news. Hey, no, this isn't benevolence. Benevolence is a different one. Like, the good thing, though, oh, is right. that Chas is a very level-headed individual with really healthy tendencies, so, like, I'm sure that she'll handle the situation just fine. Chas is going to murder everyone on that ship and then <laughs> drive the ship straight into a black hole. Like, That's what she wants to do. <laughs> I'm sure everything will be fine. <laughs> This fungus lady is reciting teachings of the children of the empty sun, who were mentioned earlier in this book. Apparently, they reject droids, I guess? Well, they used to have their meetings at the cantina on Tatooine, so it's just kind of a holdover from that. (laughs) (laughs) She recognizes one of the people in the group as the guy who'd saved her at Winkers. Oh my god, remember Winkers? I remember when that was like 20 fun, years like, ago. <laughs> feels like a million years ago, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't call the ship a she, he calls her it. Because they don't humanize droids or whatever. Machinery doesn't mean shit. Like, dude, you're literally flying this thing. Disrespect it. Well. He says that they found Chess floating in space and that by all accounts, the New Republic lost. Mm-hmm. Chess asks where her B Wing is, and they say they left it behind because it was too big to haul. So that thing is still drifting towards the black hole. Oh no. <laughs> she realizes that all of her music is gone along with her ship. Gone like Will and Neth and Quell. Shadow Sound in his lists. Fucking lists. Griever, Griever, <laughs> the guy, says that Mika's like squinting at the notes. I just. Griever. Griver. Griver. I mean, Adam Griver. <laughs> Adam Griver. <laughs> I would probably just call him Gruyere, but I love a like fancy the cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Gruyere is a great cheese. I have some in my fridge right now. I'm going to make corn muffins with it. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a pleasant podcast. But Grover? <laughs> Rogue Padron just turns into a wine and cheese club. Just Grover. Grover. Oh. No, Grover's got to be part of this cult. <laughs> yeah, my we're not doing that. Went, I mean, Sesame Street is in and yeah. of itself kind of a cult, so like it's a natural progression for Grover. I mean, it's a cult we'll a part of. <laughs> <sighs> just going to take a big Go for water. Don't say anything funny while I'm doing this. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for respecting my need to drink water. You're welcome. <laughs> Groiver, the guy, says they'll clean her up and feed her, and then she can figure out what to do next. <laughs> She's not a prisoner, they say. Mm. They say. Um, she considers fighting. That. We'll call say that. She considers fighting. Has anyone here seen Midsummer? Because this feels a lot like Midsummer. I have seen it, yes. Yeah, it feels like they're going to give her a oh my gosh, like a flower crown. Yeah. <laughs> oh a whole flower dress. Oh my god, I would love that, though. Chess yeah, deserves like a, that like kind a of power. Case robe. Yeah. <laughs> With like a hole cut out for her head. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that like real real intersection of a 
Midsummer and <laughs> Star Wars here. Yep. <laughs> um, she considers fighting and taking control of the ship and flying into a black hole, but she's outnumbered and can't see any weapons for her use. And she has she's a little a little thing about how that these people must be low level cultists because cults are all about no weapons unless it's the high ranking people. It's That's just true. so chass for like, what should I do? Well, the first option that comes to my head is that I should take control of the ship and kill us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love chess. Um, I, I, for a while, I was very offended by everyone saying that I was very chess, but now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. I see it. I see it now. Yeah. I do love to yell to music in my car. I do not like to crash my car into things, though. I would like to state that. <laughs> every time the record. every time you make a safe trip somewhere, you're not like, oh, why didn't I die? <laughs> to be fair, the old car I was driving was literally a death trap, like her B-Wing, so you know. Well, similarities. I don't think that was the B-Wing's fault. <laughs> that was, I don't think that was the car's fault either. Mm, I think it's more the car's fault than your fault. Oh, that's what you're insinuating. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a tie comes along and shoots down the ship. This and is, what is it? This was like a whiplash. <laughs> there's a lot happening right now. Yeah, they're all wearing flowers and pillowcases, and all of a sudden there's a tie fighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the cultists forces Chess into an escape pod. Chess, like, forces her out of the way and takes control of the pod and chooses her landing site like she's dropping a bomb. <laughs> she survives the fall. Of course she does. Uh, but the cultist with her does not. Oh. Of course <laughs> not. Chess almost whispers a prayer for her but doesn't. Chess watches the tie flit across the sky as she follows the fleeing crowd. She needs to find a ship but she also needs a drink and that's more pressing. So she finds a cantina. Later that night, she decides after a third drink that she's not going to drink anymore. Yeah, so she this trades. Is going great, chess. This is going great. So she trades her flight suit for some pants and asks chess, about. How'd you even get three drinks? <laughs> she's a smooth talker. She doesn't she have a problem. A she'll deal with it tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> she's how just is... like she's just like downing drinks, going. It's not a problem if you don't acknowledge it. How is chess still though doing the best out of? all of our alphabet squadron pilots. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> She's, She's like still... equal times doing the best and the worst of all of them. I mean, yeah, I, oh man. <laughs> At least she got her drinks. Another listener question option. Who is having the worst time in Shadowfall? <laughs> Meg Ex- is. Explain Meg your is answer. Having the worst Meg time in Shadowfall. <laughs> Um, she asks about who has the power here. The Ishitib she's speaking to says it's mostly the yeah. children of the empty sun. She remembers Satanik, a previous Ishitib, who she had really liked. Had a nice beat. Mm, F's in the big. chat for Satanik. Had a if, nice beat. Big if. Person. Big if for Satanik. Okay, Saf. <laughs> Look, I'm very sad. We love Satanik. <laughs> This was like the the first like positive romantic relationship that Chess has had. Oh, God. Fitting that he died. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> Danny. Danny. 
Chaz has issues, okay? I'm just calling it like I see yeah. it. Oh, boy. After leaving the container, she decides to see if the children have nabbed any other New Republic prisoners because on the ship before, Grover said something about prepare a place for another guest. So it kind of like insinuates there's another one there. Mm. Um, she uses the name Maya Halleck, which, if you don't remember, is a name that Jin used in rogue one which i do remember because that's one of the things that for some reason echoes in my head constantly um she says that she's looking for spiritual guidance mm. yeah and she's like this is some this is some bullshit that i was spitting at. it's very obviously bullshit but they do love people who want spiritual guidance cults love giving spiritual guidance they love giving spiritual <laughs> and guidance. then they love accepting your spiritual guidance in the form of cash yeah they love it i mean it's a win-win situation well, right you get spiritual guidance they get cash just a totally normal transaction extremely normal yeah no it's fine it's fine sometimes they just want to sacrifice you yeah yeah also fine yeah. also fine quell says that this plantoid we're back to quell now um it shouldn't have an atmosphere at all let alone one with water that the vaporator can grab feels like an insinuating this might be artificial somehow or there might be other powers at play here anyways <clears throat> after breakfast i head out to look for ito <laughs> thank you thank you for looking for ito <laughs> yep eventually they find a stormtrooper's corpse mm. that is a asks, sign that ito is nearby how old is this corpse can it be like used pretty for old. meat Oh, I don't think so. I think if it had been able to quell the important about it. questions here, they got to survive. I, 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 there was not a hint of sarcasm in my voice that time. I don't know. <laughs> Adan asks why one of the stormtroopers is out here, but she doesn't know. Uh, she does tell him that they were mapping this area for some reason, but beyond that, she knows nothing. But there was the energy reading that led them here. Hmm. As they walk, she thinks about Absquad. Every other time that they'd engage Shadowing without her, they'd lost. Why would now be any different? Fucking morbid quell. Because she's mean, not wrong. Quell, to be fair, on this last outing that y'all had with Shadow Squ Shadow Shadow Wing, Shadow Squadron. What's it called? Shadow, Shadow Wing. Shadow Sun. <laughs> You were trying to say Shadow Sun. <laughs> I wanted to say Shadow Sun. <laughs> um, like, I'm thinking over in the last book, right? Was their last one before this previous, this one. Uh, she kind of made things a lot worse. So I really don't think that that's fair to say that, well, without her, they keep losing. And, and mm, mm. Well, you really don't add that much. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Quell does add strategy, which is actually really important because none of the others can really do strategy. <laughs> she she does, but only when she's not freaking out because she accidentally lit the atmosphere on fire. Yeah. To be fair, that is how they won. Yep, but... <laughs> That's At not, what cost? That's not how they were supposed to win. No, it was not. <laughs> Sometimes science does not work with you. Nope. No. 
They find more wreckage of the freighter, but no droid. Oh. Quell has to convince herself that Adan isn't just gasping in pain to annoy her. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, to be fair, when I'm really tired and really, like, hungry and whatever, I do feel like that sometimes. Sometimes someone's breathing too heavily, you're like, why are you breathing just to spite me? I felt this. <laughs> they rest and she asks Adan about Kairos, and after a bunch of silence, eventually, he tells her. They met in the Imperial labor camp. He'd been detained after writing an article about droid production forecasts on Kol Huro for reasons unknown. What? Alexander Freed said, how can I make Karen Adan even more annoying and pretentious? I know, <laughs> I'll make him an economics journalist. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very depressing story. The Empire sucks shit. You could probably just guess it all. Um... He would, Adan would cross paths with Kairos in the brief walks back and forth from the interrogation droid. Um, there was one other person that would, they would run in with, uh, Ver Iflen, a very defiant man, apparently. Oh. Ver made the plan to escape. He didn't survive, but Kairos and Adan had, obviously. Mm. Ver was good with machines, so that's how they ended up with Ito. Oh. Oh. Oh, mm. dang. Like, Ito was, like, their torture droid. I think so. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Dang. Oh, Ito. Um, and now Adan might be the last alive of the three. <laughs> That's a bummer. The tremors that are happening. I would have picked you're... any of the other two. <laughs> so would have Quell, for that matter. Yeah, probably so would Adan. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's one good thing about him. Yeah. The tremors that have been happening, there have been earthquakes happening, um, are getting worse as they make their way through the sand. Eventually, like, big black stones emerge from the sand in massive ridges. Quell has to drag Adan along to avoid them. Adan asks, are you all right? And only after answering does Quell realize that he's not talking to her because <laughs> Edo's here. Edo! And also, Adan wouldn't ask her if she's all right. Edo, 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 Edo. Edo's not doing great, but it's alive. Okay. That's, a, that's a good start. <sighs> the reason for the tremors is because the planetoid's orbit has been disrupted for some, some reason. Something's like throwing it off and it's heading for the black hole at speed oh god <laughs> it'll disintegrate first at least so don't worry about that uh. <laughs> if only crystal star had like used its fucking black hole shit in this way i mean it tried to at the end but it was only at the end. Yeah, it was only at the end. It was a convenient escape reason. Yeah. Neth tells T5 that if it kills him, Will is going to be real annoyed. Uh. <laughs> That's just where they're all at at this point, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only, the only reaction I can muster to being killed is annoyance. Annoyed. Yeah. He manages to find a bunch of civilians gathered in the tube that he's flying through. I guess he's flying through a tube. He's here to find his contact. Neth gives a kid a ration bar and tells him the people he'll he tells all the people that he'll answer their questions, but first he needs help. They need supplies, etc., and most importantly, like air transport. Mm -hmm. 
He gets offered a deal. Transports for driving off the Empire. That's he takes it, do. even though he's not technically authorized to take that deal, but he's going to take it anyways, because he's nah. The guy is called James. James. <laughs> His name is James. <laughs> and for those of you that are confused by Saf's accent, it's not James. It's literally J-E-E-M-S. How do you say it? Jeems. 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 I mean, you were saying it fine, but like, it also sounded like, how do you say James? James. Oh, okay. Okay. But it is James. <laughs> it's James, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it is very hilarious. James and Jart, so far, are my favorite background Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if James is going to come back, but I had to say his name anyway. Doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, you, take this, you take the opportunity. He's going to go invent the galaxy's first search engine. Ask James. <laughs> Oh, do we have listeners who don't remember Ask Jeeves? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Oh, no! Boy, that was old. That was like late 90s, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, Neff, no. When Neff gets back, he tells Will that they've got transports and Will's been busy picking pilots. He's not feeling great about them, but they're the best that they've got and they'll, they'll do. Great. Nath is saved from having to think of what to say next by T5 arriving. The droid sticks with Will. Yeah. Yeah. Nath is later awakened by a grenade. Great. He writes a great line about this, but I didn't write it down. But anyways, the line he writes about his grenade is great. (laughs) It's a great grenade line. It's a great, great nade. No. Yeah. Um, Nath can't see or hear after that. And someone drags him to safety. By the time he can see in here again, his savior is gone. Nath can't reach Will without being shot at, so he has to find another way around. He manages to find his Y wing and maneuvers it to shoot at the enemy, probably like knocking some people over with his uh, thrusters, but it's fine. Whatever. For some reason, they're in a playground. They're fighting in a playground. I don't. I don't know. The idea of a Y wing shooting at people in a playground is very good, though. Nath can't reach. Nope, I read that. Yep. <clears throat> Eventually, the enemy stops because they're all dead. And Nath surveys the scene, unhappy at the civilian casualties. Probably not as unhappy as Will is, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He asks T5 if Vit and Will are safe, which they are, but they lost one of their new pilots. Nath's only goal right now is to look after Will. Everything else comes second at this point. Oh, what's that? <laughs> what's, <laughs> you heard me. What's Nath's only goal right now? To save Will. <laughs> Keep that boy safe. He's going to get that boy. <laughs> he's going to get that boy back to Polinius if it's the last thing he does. And it may well be the last thing he it does. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're laughing, but that would be perfectly tragic. That would be so, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh, that would be so good. I want this pain. I don't. <laughs> Ash is like, I'll pass on pain. Thank you. <laughs> but the tragedy. It hurts like, so good. But like, what about like a nice happy ending? Ash, get out of here. Shadow son we're talking about here. And do, you, do I look like I'm here for a happy ending? <laughs> 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 like I came here for a happy It was in the contract you signed before opening this book. Yeah. It's 
Are you ready for pain? The the contract I signed before downloading fucking 40 copies of it. <laughs> oh, you're very ready for pain. All right, got it. <laughs> I'll take 40 pages. I please. currently have 27 copies. Of I love that literally everyone has so many copies of this book. I only have seven, but I still have seven. <laughs> I feel like I'm Nick Gallieri's to work on the UI. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but also, thank you, Nick Galley. <laughs> thank you, Nick Galley. I do appreciate having this many copies of Shadowfall on my Kindle. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> okay. Tease <sighs> meets with your dates. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? I didn't. I didn't do that on purpose. This is the best sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It's so funny. It's because, okay. I don't know why I used keys. They usually I do use sword. I must have subconsciously set myself up for that. (laughs) I think you did. He's feeling guilty and whatever, doing what Soren does best, you know, his whole his whole shtick. Yadiz refers to Keys' expertise with war. Yadiz refers to Keys' okay. expertise. This is not accidental anymore. <laughs> I can't believe you had tease Keys and Yadiz with expertise. It does not seem feasible. But I am wheezing at the sentence. Um, and eventually he finds himself relaxing around her. Apparently, I'm gonna read this. Good, I feel like Soren doesn't relax around enough people. I think Soren's not feeling guilty about the right thing right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he is. No, an imperial with a misplaced guilt complex. Say it ain't so. (laughs) What a shock! I'm so disappointed in him. Me too. You're so Divin was so good. My dude, you were so good. We missed Devon. Fucked it. Anyways, this bit's great. Um, she drank from a thermos containing a stimulant so acrid it made Soren's nose itch. She'd offered him some during their first meeting, and he'd accepted in the spirit of goodwill. Until she'd begun laughing uproariously, he'd sincerely believed that he'd been poisoned. What you drinking, girl? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck kind of <laughs> fucked up coffee is this? And also, how can I get one of those? Yeah. yeah I'm like, that really sounds bad. like it works. Speaking of yeah, watching this like, pain. For like an opening shift, that could be real good. It's for all um, day. Back when I was in Wellington working at Starbucks down there, my drink for opening shift was like literally like three shots of coffee and then like a shitload of pumps of um <laughs> the Dolce sauce. Oh, <laughs> and then stir it around and just fucking take it like a shot. <laughs> I feel like this is probably similar to that. It wakes you up real quick. Of I will say that. It does. <laughs> Shitload of sugar and caffeine just right in your veins. Jeez. <laughs> Yadiz speaks freely and basically says, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yadiz speaks freeze. <laughs> <laughs> and basically says that everyone wants revenge on the rebels and they probably can't be directed from afar because they won't follow any orders that don't lead to revenge on the rebels. Great. Keith says that they can only act honorably, and she asks what actually brings him to Troyth. He says that he serves his people, as she does hers, and completely dodges the fucking question. 
He's not here to free slaves. He's not. These people aren't even slaves, but he's not here to free them. Mm-mm. He's especially not here to free slaves. He's not here he's to help. Dorito and Bruce discuss your deeds together. Who is Dorito? I already <laughs> forgot. Dorita, I think? Okay. Dorita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gone um, so far we can't even recognize our own inside jokes. Wait, wait. Can well, I can I go on a brief tangent about Doritos and, and space? Well, just like Doritos, yeah, just Dorito isn't in this as much as like other characters are like we knew who Toblerone was yeah we know like, who Toblerone is and like Toblerone had a mustache but like Doritos just Dorito <laughs> yeah anyways I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a brief side story about Doritos in space um one of the first things that we beat to another galaxy was an ad made by a guy for Doritos which involves Doritos like sacrificing one of them to salsa and then this man coming in and eating the dorito so aliens are gonna get and then it's like doritos so aliens gonna get a real weird um impression of our planet <laughs> and the idea of like aliens watching this ad and being like mm, these little orange people do look tasty and then oh. coming here and doritos being like this worked our advertising worked so was it, was it a nacho funny. cheese dorito that's my question was what flavor of dorito was it I don't remember. I think it might have been like the classic nacho cheese because yeah, it, it was either had to be Dorito. that or Cool Ranch. I think it was a classic Dorito because I think it was filmed in England. And okay, I, so they it's don't tend to have the weirder flavors. Orange. Okay. Yeah, they were definitely orange. I know that. Yeah, so it's probably the nacho cheese. Okay, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. had to make sure because if you're giving them like spicy Thai chili, which is good, but like not. Good one of like the we don't want to like flavors make them think that we're like insulting them or something with the bad doritos we're definitely not giving them mountain dew doritos because those are an abomination oh god well like you would want it you would want mountain dew doritos which surprisingly tastes like mountain dew which is really distressing tastes like wait what what is surprising about that like you don't chip like should it taste like don't expect chips to taste like mountain dew you do when they're branded as mountain dew um because like you wouldn't you would want to make sure that wherever the aliens landed they could find the the dorito flavor and so it'd have to be nacho cheese or cool ranch because those are like the we don't have cool ranch here what Mm. oh my my god (laughs) we have the other flavors though ranch just isn't like a thing here yeah but like it's cool ranch doritos oh my god number two dorito (laughs) who's your number two dorito uh what do we have nacho cheese is there a spicy one yeah there's like a a spicy spicy um, chili something like yeah there's chili and lime is one oh we do love the chili and lime i can't believe you don't have a corporate i am i am in staff's defense ranch really isn't a thing outside of it's really not like yeah ranch here is very rare I would have thought that Doritos would have exported it. To I don't be like because I think people would have seen it and been like, "What the fuck is that?" I just even bought it. Oh, see, we Kiwis see that are here. very weird about that. And I'm like, "Oh, is this a weird chip flavor? Like cucumber potato chips? Fucking weird." But I'm gonna buy a bag. <laughs> okay, so there I are had two- dill pickle potato chips, chips this afternoon. <laughs> Mm-mm. So there are two different Mm-mm. brands Mm-mm. here, and one of them does one of them does a cheeseburger chip, and the other one does a hamburger chip, and the cheeseburger chip. 
fucking amazing so good oh no i think it's american cheeseburger or whatever it's very good tastes like a cheeseburger it's very good the burger one from the other brand is the worst fucking chip i've had in my entire fucking life and i don't know how they achieve that because burgers are good it's the american cheese yeah without the american cheese it's bad apparently gotta have that american cheese usa anyways USA. let us we are so close to finishing (laughs) We're so like, close. There's like three more bullet points. Yeah, let's get through this. <laughs> okay. Keys, Dorito, and Bruce discuss your deeds together. It's nice to be treated like heroes, even if they are going to ditch these people the moment they leave. Oh, boy. <laughs> Classic empire. Keys thinks of Quell briefly before being like, idiot, she's gone, you damn fool. Stop thinking about her, you fucking idiot. Foreign, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to oh god it's gonna be so good if they end up meeting again he fucked up he's he just she he fucked up. up he fucked up oh god it's gonna be so good a star wars story mm. he wants to confirm here is death <laughs> good luck buddy <laughs> guess what you can't because she's not dead <laughs> she's not dead you're not gonna get her hit on a pike unfortunately mm. she is busy somewhere else so she's gonna come back and kick your ass later Hera just shows up, flips him off, and walks away. <laughs> like you thought, you really thought. Later on, Yadiz tells Keys that they have figured out some places that the rebels might be heading towards. He listens to her describe all of them, then asks about Core 9, the mining facility, Star of Troy. <laughs> she tells him it, has, it hasn't been decommissioned. And he's like, it doesn't really matter if the rebels are hitting there. I don't think they are. But this place could fix all of my problems. But they are. <laughs> I know. They're both like, oh, this place seems good. Let's go there. No. <laughs> this is going to be a classic meet cute. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a classic meat shoot. <laughs> we are this way too funny this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so funny. <laughs> this is like the five copies I've had. Listen, Star Wars ships aren't good unless it's a meat shoot. You know? Mm. All the best ones. Finn <laughs> and Poe. Finn and Poe. Yeah. Like we said, I rest, a I rest my case. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Court is adjourned. Dun, All right. Dun. Well, speaking of meat shoots, let's do some listener questions. Last week we asked who sits on the New Republic's Trade Relations Committee. If you have an answer prepared, now is your chance to share it. Um, I chose, after reading these chapters, I chose um, the members of the empty, whatever, the cult, the no droid cult. The fungus Um, people? Yeah. Yep, that fits. Yep. I'm gonna be serious about my answer. Um, you were you were the only one Meg who were allowed too. to be serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Meg's serious, but on the other like this two sides of the spectrum. Meg was serious on the other side of it. I'm serious on the very sad side. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'm gonna get real about this. Um Well, to be fair, in in the country that Meg is from, when we make decisions about women, it's all old white men who make them. Whereas maybe that's not the case in your country. So there would be oh, a different Oh, oh. It's mostly old white men. One old white white no one old maori dude who was very racist um and then a really smiley woman who was the worst yeah okay great 
So yeah, we can't we can't blame country culture on the differences here. Yeah, well, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so my droid council is obviously PC is there because she can liaison with uh, the New Republic people because her and Leia are like besties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can liaison with them. Um, Ali L three is there because she is the new new person speaking on independent droids who are self-made mm-hmm. following L3's legacy. K2 is there, still alive, because fuck yeah. <laughs> because he can speak for Imperial droids that have been reprogrammed and mm-hmm. made different choices. And droids that are now given free will. I5 is there because I love I5. And also he is extreme, he is extremely free will and sentient. From um from like the West Coast Highway? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Um, from Shadow Hunter, Darth Maul Shadow Hunter. Uh, of course. I can't the believe Midstar, No, the Midstar duology and also Coruscant Knights and the rest of those fucking books. You know. The books that made people, you stop many reading people refer Star Wars that. books. I try. Many the people reason, refer to those, this as the Star Wars book trilogy. <laughs> the reason I stopped reading those Darth books. Darth Maul Shadow Hunter, Medstar, and Coruscant Knights. <laughs> to be fair, the reason I stopped reading that book was because the main character was so shitty to I-5. I didn't even know about those books until Saf has talked about them. <laughs> the Midstar duology is actually really good, I will say that. Um, <laughs> also, I love Shadow. You've heard of Shadowhunter before because I've mentioned it many times. On this That's book. what I'm saying. I have never uh, heard of yeah. them I read until I Shadow- met you. <laughs> I read Shadowhunter for the podcast. Ben made me read it. <laughs> I've read it too, actually, which is funny. Really like that it. Meg is the only person on this podcast who hasn't read Darth Maul Shadowhunter. What are you doing, Meg? Is it a comic? No, it's a book. No. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> to any of those questions, I still would have been absolutely <laughs> I was going to say, would you read it if it was a comic? No, I'd especially not read it if it was a comic. Would you watch it if it was a volleyball anime? Yeah. <laughs> actually, that would be really freaking good. Yeah, I'd be here for that. <laughs> um, Darth yeah, Maul... Spike Hunter. Oh, there's, there, there's a there's a viable pun somewhere with Darth Maul and his spikes. We'll work on it. Oh yeah, spiking and spikes. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. We'll um, workshop it. Okay. Anyways, I find it because also another fully sentient droid with free will who has been around for a long ass fucking time has a lot of history um, and knowledge from there. Who are the other people on my? I feel like I've forgotten someone. I've forgotten CB twenty three. Mm, no because she's off doing actually important stuff yeah she's not messing with government work. yeah no she's not doing government work she's off doing actual things who's um, the, who's the uh, alan rickman droid from rebels oh, oh he, seems, he seems cut out for AP yeah oh i remembered a rebels thing nice wow is this the world between worlds <laughs> I really think that the New Republic droid rights uh, committee, because I have no faith in the New Wait, Republic. I'm whatsoever. not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yet. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not done yet. There is a BB droid, but no one that we've met so far, but she does look oddly, weirdly like BB-90 for some reason. Um, <clears throat> just some reason. And there is there is a gonk droid to speak for the gonks, because that is important. The gonks must be gonk spoken for. Gonk rights. Um, and then 3PO often- I like a Lorax-like situation yeah. where this one gonk is like, gonks. I am a gonk, I speak for the gonk. Okay, but I want that children's book right now. Yeah. 
Um, and of course, 3PO constantly crashes, even though he's not actually on the droid committee, but he really wants to be. And now I'm done. I Thank think you. Because I have no faith in the New Republic whatsoever, I think their droids right commission would just be 3PO in a broom closet. They'd be like, yeah. <laughs> that is literally what Leia would be like, okay, here's oh your God. meeting room. Your meeting starts now. Here you go. Love it. She'd just push him in a closet and let him talk to himself for three oh, hours. Also, R2 is a special advisor and he's actually invited as a special advisor, unlike 3PO. <laughs> that makes sense. So, our listeners also answered this great question. Beginning Yay! with... What? You didn't answer it. Oh, I, I answered last time. Mm-hmm. Don't Wait, you dare no, ask sorry. me what I said. Sorry. It's been so long. Um, Abigail James said, on the Droid Relations Committee is Maul's lower half, yes. <laughs> Which communicates through interpretive dance and insists that it understands droids because they stole its job. Oh, boy. Oof. Yubsy said, clearly the committee must include the droidiest human they could find, Hobby Clivian. Chop- <laughs> Chopper isn't actually on the committee, but he just kind of shows up and threatens everyone because he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Odie responded by saying, Ton Fannin has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan said, Babu Freak, which is a great answer. L3. I was, honestly, Babu Freak was on the edge of being in my answer. Yeah. Hey, hey! Like, if we're going to have a non-droid, it's got to be Babu Freak. Yeah. I love that little monkey. Uh, L3, Vader, and Grievous are now members of the New Republic Droid Relations Committee. Eggplant emoji, because Hassan has never forgotten an eggplant emoji since that one episode where we told Thank people Thank you so to. much, Hassan. You respect that. Catch-22 said, My Droid Rights Council, K2SO, IG-11, L337, making up the main group with Babu Freak as the token organic. Oh, my foreshadowing. <laughs> there we go. Babu Freak's like a running theme. Chairing the group, none other than Tannen, the astromech who decided that yeah. it might be a good thing to be the king of the droids and has been a benevolent ruler. I forgot about Tannen. Tannen's definitely on mine too. Tannen's really good. Yeah, yeah, but he spends most of the meetings just like trying to seize control and, and like pretending to be king and it's not very productive. No, Tannen's a good boy. How dare you? Bentham's icon he does, said... He does often bring a lot of mouse droids and that is very annoying. <laughs> and they don't get to be voting members, Tannen. <laughs> Bentham's icon said, Guri. She's technically a droid, but was designed to look like a 90s teen boy stereotype idea of a hot lady, so she was considered palatable as the token member. Awkward emoji grin. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That that sure is a sexy lady. Liam says, the committee is Han, Din, Wooher, and 3PO, where 3PO just accidentally ignores all the absolutely rancid vibes being sent his way. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Wraith5, aka Dinner Leader, said the members of the committee are all droids, but curiously, the committee, appointed by the All Organic Senate, are all astromechs and other droids who don't speak organic languages. Thinky emoji face, thinky emoji face, thinky emoji face, thinky emoji face, thinky emoji face. Hmm. X Wings in History said C3PO, R2D2, L337. Either she gets her body back or parks the Falcon in the conference room. <laughs> I specifically did not include L3 in mine. Yep, noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the CEO of Industrial Automaton, the New Republic is neoliberal, and the senator for Cyboria, the Cyborn planet. 
problematic question mark <laughs> and borsk failure because you'll never be free of him damn it god damn it borsk they have to have someone from the high council on that council and unfortunately it's borsk that's yep. why i have pc she liaisons with them i've thought this through very deeply okay. i would lay awake at night being like which droids would this be <laughs> tom the fanboy said here we go a human from Coruscant, because obvies. A human from Agamar, so they can have class war debates. Great. A human from Alderaan, to remind the other humans about the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> One last human that just lets her steno droid vote for her because she's lazy, not woke. A token Ugnaught, because the New Republic is white, liberal, racist to other species. A token Skekoan, who is definitely not a war criminal, promise. Mm. <laughs> a token Abenito, because J.J. Abrams sticks them everywhere. Claude. <laughs> okay, this one's very good. Claude, because the StarWars.com poll had a write-in option. <laughs> I love Claude. Uh, a Bothan who is there because force forbid a quarter of government be meddling free. Another Bothan who tagged along because they are a hot mess who is all about the drama. <laughs> and finally, in the back somewhere, there's a full CG Easter egg alien like Groot or Stitch or something. <laughs> Say, that's a really good answer. This is awful. <laughs> Tom the fanboy understands government. Oh god. Okay, but it's yeah, about it to get does. better because Danny Heck said the leggy astromech from Mando season one. But yes. In a, but in a formal gown with a leggy slit. Yes. yes! Big R five. Big R five. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> oh boy, I want a picture of uh, of this astromech droid like sitting on the Supreme Court in like so the leggy. full Supreme Court gown, just doing oh. like the knees cross thing. Yeah, yeah. like across yeah. like the rest of them, just like laying yeah. across the table. Oh yeah. yes! <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. Oh, that's so good. Jason Flat said C-3PO is the Chancellor of the Council. Vice Chancellor is a droid we don't know because the galaxy isn't small. <laughs> Are you See, sure? I use droids we know. Doesn't sound like they my don't Star know Wars. each other. My droids don't know each other that well. I go outsiders. Mm -hmm. Bethany said L337 uses 3PO to communicate her thoughts to the committee. Chopper is on there, but is definitely a boomer. <laughs> and AP5 keeps everyone in line. Hey, AP5's there. Thank you, AP5. And then just a random comment that I saw in our menchies as I was going, which ties in directly to this episode, actually. <laughs> Me Megan said to Saf, I adore how even now that Rogue One exists, you still go to Darth Maul Shadowhunter as the best example of tragedy in Star Wars. God damn it, Saf. Didn't AP5 die? Yeah, AP5 AP did die. AP5 is fair, fine. So did K2, so it's fine. <laughs> Sam. New Shit, Rogue we'll Pod drinking game. Week. Take a shot every time Sam mentions this adorable Shadow Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> or Coruscant Nights. All right. Well, you know, I hate to do it, but I'm giving a glistening buddy to Tom the fanboy for the Claude comment. Damn it. Mine, mine goes to Danny Heck because you know I'm number one fan of that leggy droid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving mine to Dylan. Uh, yeah. All right, our question this week was... Danny just blows past that. 
Yeah. We didn't we didn't hear you. You cut out. <laughs> I said I'm gonna give mine to myself. Oh, oh <laughs> I did not hear that. That's fine. I, I'm so proud of myself for my one because I worked real hard on it and I deserve the recognition. Yeah, well earned. <laughs> Thank you. So our question this week, if I remember correctly from three days ago, was uh, what one Star Wars character... Asheville, was it? Which What Star Wars character you hate is going to be brought back in the Mandalorian that will make you love them or something better? Yeah, that was it's, 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 like, that. it's like an inverse monkey's paw almost. Yeah. 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 It's like they're going to take a character you hate and make you love them. What Star Wars character that you... What Star Wars character do you hate that the Mandalorian is going to make you love? There we go. That's way better. Love them. Great. Yeah. So listeners, do that. Answer. Riddle me that. (laughs) Riddle me that. (laughs) I'm definitely going to think about this one. Because I can't remember which Star Wars character I hate. Seth, you answered it at the beginning of the episode. We answered it. We all answered it at the beginning of the episode. Did I answer it? We all did. This was our Star Wars question. (laughs) Did I come up with someone? Because I feel like I struggled. Yeah, you said you did. Who did I say? Oh no. Ash, did you did did the tumbleweeds get you again? Oh no. no. Is it the tumbleweeds? The tumbleweeds came back. Why do the tumbleweeds hate Rogue Podrin? Why do the tumbleweeds hate Ash specifically? (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podrin. Our email is roguepodrin at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodrin.com. If you want to know all about the bylaws of the droid committee, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodrin where that definitely exists. You can subscribe via the Rogue Podrum feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever your favorite podcatcher is, I guess. We're all there. Um, right review us on iTunes, though. We do have a review, even though it says no. <laughs> but we do. But we do. We have a review. A vital listen for all Star Wars fans. A vital listen. Five stars from Nightwing94. The cruise discussion... Of chapter 13, sorry, this is very tiny. The cruise discussion of chapter 13 of The Mandalorian and Lucasfilm's casting of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano was my introduction to this podcast. Oh, it was us being serious. <laughs> and I'm exceptionally grateful for the host, Candor, and offering their perspectives on why the casting was so hurtful for so many in the Star Wars fandom. I laughed and most importantly, learned a lot during the discussion. And I look forward to doing more of both as a regular Rogue Podron listener. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Nightwing, for feeding us. Thank you, Nightwing. Oh, you might not know that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we sure aren't going to explain it, so enjoy that. We've never explained a joke in our lives. And Um, also, Heath and Ash aren't here, so we're splitting five stars three ways tonight, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I actually respect that for, like, we did actually talk about something important and it actually did matter, which is nice. Yeah. I, I mean, appreciate I think, that we do that sometimes. Yeah, we do it whenever it's necessary. Um, yep. mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important. Um, and I think especially in the Podrilorian this season, we've had, I mean, and the, the first season as well, but we've had a lot of good talks um, this season of the Podrilorian about just like ways that it can do better. Um, and I'm glad that people 
are enjoying that as much as they enjoy your antics. Well, and the good news is that yeah. that one episode of The Mandalorian is come and gone. And so we can now wash our hands of this and all move on and not have to think about Rosario Dawson ever again, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. There's absolutely been no news that's happened today to make us think otherwise. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm just Well, the here. other good news is that you don't have to consume every single piece of Star Wars content. Right. I'm like, and that's going to be a topic for another episode, I think. Because I'm just over here in uh, the Little Mermaid Twitter. <laughs> <you're being> mad, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. But so thank you for that review. Please leave us more reviews. People who haven't left us reviews yet because we need them stars. It's winter. We have to, we have, to have the food. Um, so for next time of Rogue Padron, Shadowfall by Alexander Shadowson, chapters 16 through 19, probably. <laughs> I'm doing around three chapters per thing, yeah. so I'm just going to assume it's that. I've I've kind of just come to realize that this book is going to be finished when it's finished. Yeah, it's four chapters. It's four chapters? Yeah, 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, God, I can't count. I, I mean 18. Now we're counting on Rogue Quadrant. No. <laughs> now we're learning on numbers. <laughs> this episode brought to you by the number three. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew, pew, also, pew, please pew, don't put Pash in the pew, new pew, movie. Pew, 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 oh my god. I'm going to lose my absolute mind if I have to deal with Cornhorn and Cannon. <laughs> I, we all I, are. I will. I think I the think best I'm part like, is that like this, this is the movie that we thought Rogue One was going to be, AKA the reason why we started Rogue Padron in the first place. <laughs> so now we have to podcast for at least another three years. Yeah. Oh my God. I think like, what's the word for someone who's like an anti-stan? An anti? Oh Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. I think I'm the biggest. Um, I think I'm God the biggest. That we were still recording. I think I'm the biggest anti of Corin in existence. I mean, like, I don't think anyone hates him more than me. I just. What am I? <laughs> How am I supposed to live if Corin Horn becomes canon? And I'm gonna have to listen oh, to, oh. to like dinner later be happy about that. <laughs> I should have made such ganging sounds. I think you were gonna say you'd have to listen to Corin talking about his dad, and I was like, oh. that too. <laughs> I mean, oh, that was god. a given. <laughs> like, oh my god, a future recording oh. question has to be who will play Corin Horn. The, the only way if this happens, if it doesn't have the Telboon scene, like I'm out. It, if they're gonna do Cornhorn, they have to do the Telboon scene yep. because it's horrific. Yeah, <laughs> they have to be like Aerys making him like grab her chest, and then he's still just thinking about his dad. 
Oh, buddy. <laughs> I need that. That is the only way that this is allowed. And if you're not brave enough to do that, you can't do cornhorn. <laughs> you're not allowed to use cornhorn. Okay, but- I have to go clean up a pee pile okay, yeah. and then vibrate excitedly until a new Taylor Swift comes out. So bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>